All right, we have another episode of the Jada Edwards podcast, and today I have my amazing friend, Shandria Riddick. Hi, thank you for letting me be here. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to season three of the Jada Edwards podcast. You'll get a little bit of Bible teaching, some great stories, and some great interviews along the way. Okay, Shandria. So this is fun for me because... You know, I'm doing this series on the best story you've never heard. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been really cool to talk to some of my friends. But like I told uh, I told the listeners um, before, I only have a very small handful, you know, mm-hmm. those real friends. Mm-hmm. Shandria, y'all, is one of those friends, like, if you get her at the lunch table <laughs> and, like, tell me the scoop. <laughs> She will know the scoop, but she won't tell you. I can tell you. Confidential. (laughs) But she knows. You know (laughs) all the things. And what's crazy, I'll tell you a little bit about Shandria. I have known, gosh, has it been like 20 years? It's been. No, it's been like 24-ish. Because I think I met you a couple years before I got married. Yeah, I think I met you at Oak Cliff, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, about 24, 25. Yeah, maybe 25 25 years, years, right. And so um, I met her a few years before I got married. So it's been 25 years. And I know. Girl, Jesus, Lord, talking about, yeah, I've known her 25 years. I know. Somebody's listening like, I am 25. (laughs) Right. I know. Uh, One day, hopefully, we'll be blessed enough to have friendships that that last that long. And our friendship, like a lot of friendships, um, has evolved. You know, I think Mm -hmm. uh, we had really good friends. Priscilla was my close friend. Mm -hmm. You were closer to Crystal, who's Priscilla's older Mm -hmm. sister. But then as you get older, those three or four years of age, they just don't, don't matter. They don't matter. They mm-hmm. matter in ninth and twelfth grade. <laughs> right. <laughs> after that, like no one cares. You just like after we that. women trying to make exactly. it out of here. So um it's been cool to just see that evolve. But I would say maybe about, I don't know, maybe ten maybe right before I got married. Right before I got married. I came to you and mm-hmm. uh met you and uh, husband at the time, well, mm-hmm. still that's part of the story, whatever. <laughs> uh, and got advice from y'all. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What do I do?" And y'all were like, "Here's what we do." And then we got married, and mm-hmm. you're part of that. And then you know, just kind of at a steady pace, evolve. But you were always that person. I was like, "Man, that's a good wife." I'm not made like Shandria, y'all. She's super kind and so <laughs> uh, very gracious <laughs> and giving and all that stuff. Uh, so I was like, oh, she's kind of like my mama. I like that. But uh, so <laughs> we would bond over those kind of moments. Uh, but then, uh, you know, then I, would, I think when I started having, when we had kids, because you'd already had kids, mm-hmm. um, that was a big moment for us. Even before then, your experiences with kids, so much to get into. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> all that to say, even after 25 years, his beauty of friendship, I would say the last year yes, girl. has gone to another level, hasn't yes, it? Yes, it has. I, I think we've talked more in the last year than we probably talked for Ever. most of our friendship. Like years, it was yeah. mm-hmm. d- every day, hours, late night, early yes. morning, texting. Um, we were both kind of going through crisis, mm-hmm. uh, some similar crisis. And I was, and I don't know what it was, but the Lord just, I mean, God is just good like that. And sometimes you think, oh, I need a new thing or I need a fresh thing. And I do love my therapist and all that. Shandria is also a therapist. Um, But I don't know what it was. Something just, I don't know, something just was inviting in you that Mm -hmm. was like, I'm safe. Yes, I've known you all these years, Mm -hmm. but still, you can tell me the real, real, real. And I sure did. You showed up at my door one night. You were like, we're going out. Let's go. We're about to sit at this table that's right. and talk about it. Let's go. And that's what you need. A good friend can show up without calling, and that's not everybody. 
And so I was like, hold on. Let me, I sure did. Just you sure did. Just I opened the door. I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> hey, girl. Uh, let's yeah. go. But I just need to say thank you for that oh. because friendship is precious. And you know, the more people you talk to, the more you realize how rare mm-hmm. friendship mm-hmm. is. So friendship is precious, but also it's precious for friendship to be able to evolve and grow and yeah. to know that you can grow and your friends can grow with you and they can grow and you can grow. Like we can still be moving down this path. You don't have to be who you were at 20 for us to still be girls. Yes. You know, that's yes. like exhausting. Yes. So thank you for that. Just so many seasons. Girl, thank you for letting me. Oh, <laughs> see, I told you she's kind. I would have been like, you welcome. Me. Thank you for letting me. Just kind, y'all. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've been doing stories. Okay. I love, you know, I love life stories and all the things that come with them. And the fact that, you know, they're they're never really finished. They're no, kind of, they're, they're always, always in process. Always. So uh, I asked people this first question. Describe your life or your life story in one word, if you can. My one word? Yes. Um, really? <laughs> For real? No. Wait, that's, that's with the question mark? Really? 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 Mm-hmm. With the eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. For real? Am I doing this? Oh, my gosh. I love you. Tell me. Because that's somebody else's word, too. Really, Really? really? Yeah. yeah. Tell me how in the world you got there and, because I know you, how different it is from what, what you would have thought, I don't know, five Man, years ago, ten I, years ago. Oof. I think the perception or the expectation that I had in life growing up mm-hmm. in my 20s, mm-hmm. um, it, I was like thrown into this reality of what life is. Mm-hmm. And Would you say uh, you grew up kind of sheltered? Yeah, I did. I grew up yeah. sheltered. Everybody mm-hmm. was saved, sanctified, mm-hmm. filled, you know, Coded. grew up in church. <laughs> Got to be born in. <laughs> right. Can't join in. Got to be Gotta born, be born in. in. Right. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so I was very sheltered about the things of the world. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that we didn't have a lot of money. We were okay. We weren't poor. But mm-hmm. You know, we weren't poor. Well, you're like maybe we were. As, I could <laughs> as far as I was concerned, <laughs> right? We had everything we needed. Yeah. You know, and then um, everybody was kind. I had a kind, great family and friends. I was always surrounded by really good people. Mm-hmm. And then when I went off to college, um, and then graduated, I. College introduced me to a whole big old world. And mm-hmm. then in my 20s, I, I came in contact with the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that just changed everything. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in my 20s, I started seeing things and experiencing things. And um, What were some of the big, like, bubbles that were burst or, like, things that were demystified all of a sudden? <laughs> Do you remember some of those big things where you're like, what? Is that yeah. people act? Well, I, I remember in college... Um, I was one of the few people in my family that, that went to college. Mm-hmm. So I had a very limited understanding of what college was. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to college, I somebody was majoring in something like some SeaWorld stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they were going to go take care of dolphins. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? People mm-hmm. do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So then, <laughs> and then I start meeting people who just had a whole different way of viewing the world. Mm-hmm. And that was shocking. Yeah. You know, how do you, how you not believe in God? Who right. like who what are we talking about? Right. What do you mean? How is this a question? Yeah, how is are we debating this? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So realizing that people live their lives differently mm-hmm. and that was a big thing. Oh, I had yeah. never experienced that. So I try to tell the students, I'm like, Y'all think you've been in a bubble. Yes. You think you know stuff? Talking to people who really 
I mean, and if you don't know what you're talking about, you'll walk out of here like, you know what? I am a Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know I what? think I do believe it. I don't know if I think yeah, Jesus you is have, real. I don't you, know. I think prayer doesn't work. Yeah, right. you just, yeah. You yeah, right. yeah. It will so have that you was questioning a, a lot of things. part of it, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell me about... When you got married, about what that what age that was? Oh my gosh, this is kind of leading into the question that says your major mile markers. Yes. Okay. So, so it got, seems like college was one of them. College was one of them. Yeah. Getting married. Um, I got married at twenty seven. Okay, hold on, because now I'm backing up. Is there anything before college that you think this was a major mile marker, like family, belief, mm-hmm. death, divorce, drug, anything? No, no? I life just, was just kind of life was okay. Yeah. I know there was nothing any. In, there wasn't anything traumatic or nothing big I just I had a great life good yeah I had a good life yeah Mm -hmm. okay so college and then marriage would you say was the next one yes girl I got married that that's it that should be everybody's mouth listen (laughs) nobody told me (laughs) they didn't tell us Jesus got married at 27 and you know, we were just ready. Mm-hmm. I was just in love, and it was all great. It mm-hmm. was. It was. It was a great time. It was. And um, so that was that was a step into grown, grown. Mm-hmm. You, you come out of college, you're grown, but when you get married, yeah, grown, grown. 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 Yeah, bills. Bills. <laughs> <laughs> Joint finances. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so getting married was, was um, it was great. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was good, and moving in with somebody, and mm-hmm. I'm like, am I supposed to be in the house with a man? <laughs> right, my mama gonna come my get mama me. Gonna come get me. <laughs> um, so that girl, you were super churchy. You was real holy. Yes, you were. Jesus is the way. <laughs> <laughs> he is the way, girl. You were really holy. So, what were those first few years of marriage like? Cause that had to be super, just altering. Yeah, I. You have this fairy tale of marriage that mm-hmm. you think you're gonna walk you know, hold hands and walk down the sunset, into the sunset, and everything's be, be yes, great. they've been lying to us. Woo, but nobody told you, like, you have to clean up, you got to cook, you got to... <laughs> come to decisions come together. Come to decisions together. Uh. Get somebody else's opinion about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just realizing how self-focused I was mm-hmm. and had to teach myself to think outside of just me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing something, I'm, oh, hey, you want to oh, somebody yeah, else, somebody I live else with. in here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just that. That was um, that was a a big adjustment. It was great, though. Mm-hmm. It was a big adjustment, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. Do you think that the marriage you saw or how the family structure you grew up with, do you think that helped you in marriage or worked against what you needed to do in marriage? Oh, it worked against it. Mm. Well, my parents are still together, like 50-something yeah. But they just did later. it different last year. They Le- did Before. It. Sometimes yes. I'm like, just marry because don't nobody got time for divorce. Right. <laughs> Not, right. You know, and sometimes it's healthy and thriving. But I mm-hmm. think each generation has higher expectations of marriage. Yeah. You know, and for a while, marriage was just covering. It was just protection, just provision. And then the next generation is like, no, I want us to be able to travel together and like each other and yeah. talk talk at dinner yeah. together. Then the next generation is like, I want us to really like mm-hmm. connect, connect, and be in a space. I mean, like, like it just gets higher and higher, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I do think that's hard because our parents on their best day are just like, what? Yeah, just be married. They were ma- yes, it was just yeah. married, and it w- everything was. Um, I grew up in just this thing. It was happening when yeah. I got there. You know, mm-hmm. dad went to work. My mama did go to work. Um, 
but she was home for a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, so she cooked, you know, we went to school. It mm-hmm. was just regular. Yeah, regular. So when I got married, I didn't realize, oh, there are a lot of other things happening mm-hmm. that I didn't realize were was Right. They, yeah. don't, they don't let us in. They don't let us in on that <laughs> right, part. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it was, I think it worked against me because I expected things to just flow. Right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have any, there was no meaning behind the flow. Right. It's just supposed to work. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Just yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just it works. Just works. Yeah, it doesn't. Just work. Did you see your parents resolve conflict? No. <sighs> Listen, parents, have a couple of arguments in front of your yes, kids. Yes, maybe not your knockdown, dragout stuff. Please, but they need to see when you make a mistake, and they need to see the other person apologize. I mean, like, ooh, that yes. has been one of the hardest things. And even for me now, I am finding I need to speak up more. And not wait till the kids go to bed. Like sometimes I'm like, no, we need to say this right now. Or yeah. I'll say, well, well, why? And and Conway and I may go back and forth, and and, my, and I see my kids going, <laughs> you know. And mm-hmm. then I go, okay, all right, all right, you know. Or he'll say, no, 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 we can go ahead and do it that way. And sometimes we end up having to say, oh, sorry, that's not what I meant, you know. That's good. But honestly, for me, you know, you know my life, so that's probably just been in the past year. But yeah. I was just like, gosh, I realize I have a habit of just going when something happens, just being like. Wait, we're going to okay. talk about that later. After these kids go. We'll see. But the kids need to see it. They, they need do. to see this is they regular. Do. They yeah. do, yeah. And I, my parents didn't argue in front of us, but I heard them argue. Oh. So I thought every, a couple times they did argue in front of us, mm-hmm. but um, I thought every disagreement meant argue. Right. Like right. there was no such thing as disagreeing with somebody and it being okay that you yeah. disagree. Yeah, we with just them. have a difference of yeah. opinion. Yeah, disagreeing is a personal insult. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. So, I had how to did that show that. up? Because you're a pleaser. Yes, I am. So how? So oh, that's right. good. So if you internalize disagreement as personal insult, then what does that mean for you as a wife? Yeah. Don't disagree with me. I always agree. I always agree. Knowing it, knowing that as a whole separate human there's going to be things you disagree with yes and then the oh the, my god what a hard expectation it's to put on hard ourselves. yes 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 and then the the i had to i found myself always accommodating yes okay mm-hmm. okay okay sure yeah i'll make it work i'll make it work no problem oh my gosh i know Oh my gosh! Yeah, from day one, you think? Yes, of course. For day from day one, I was um, what we call in counseling an empath. Mm. I'm gonna take on all your stuff I'm and ta- my stuff, and you it's just okay. Gonna- I got it. I'll make sure everything's <sighs> all right. I have no boundaries. I have nothing. It's whatever you need. Ooh, it's coming to America. Like whatever you like. Whatever you like. <laughs> you gotta be a certain age. Go watch. Not the new one. Go None watch the old one. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so then. What does that do to a person? Because I think, for, and especially, you know, I've talked a little bit about submission versus suppression. I've yes. been talking about that recently mm-hmm. because I think women, we struggle with that. And I'm trying to encourage my single women, d- don't do that from the beginning. No. Don't suppress. That is not the equivalent of submission. No. Submission is saying, here's who I am. I disagree. But at the end of the day, okay, we're going to go with what you said. But you are going to know what I think, you know. Right. And so, right. um that suppression, I think, becomes a thing that we take on and we, we think that's spiritual submission. Like, I need to diminish who I am in order to have agreement. Yes. That's so, it's so unhealthy. And it, gosh, 
it doesn't matter how godly you are. That's that's a simmering like volcano. It's going to it's going to go off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it what you don't realize in doing that is that it changes. It takes everything away from you. Mm-hmm. The authenticity of who you are leaves. Yeah. You're just so, a robot. Yeah, you don't yeah. ever do anything. Your yes is never your yes, and your no is never your no. Oof. And you just become whatever's needed in the moment. That's, oh, man. Yeah. That's hard. It is hard. But it's blanketed in submission, like you said. Yeah. I'm supposed to be this way. Yeah. I'm supposed to just right. be whatever the, you know, whatever he needs, whatever the kids need. I'm just supposed to be a need. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what you become, a need. And so after a while people become entitled to that role of you being a need. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Cause yes. I was telling, I'm telling, like I'm telling myself and I tell the, our female friends and listeners, the, the danger with that suppression is that it can't last forever. You, you're going to wake up one day and be like, you know what? No, I don't like that anymore. No. And guess what? It's, it's, it's really a lot your fault. Cause you're like, you told this person for 20 years or 10 years yeah. or 12 years that this was okay. And so I've had to do that even in my own marriage to be like, okay, so what I had said was okay for it's the last 18 years. You know what? That's my bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not okay. And I'm sorry. I know we've built a whole yeah. system around what I said was okay. And I'm really not okay with that, but I need to give you grace because I need to bring you into right. what I'm, what's really me. You know, it's mm-hmm. a whole, then it becomes a whole thing. The, the, the dude is usually like, what's wrong with you? And you're like, mm-hmm. mm, I should have told you back in 98. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, just start out right now. Um, but anyway, so now this is making me think, um, and if something gets too personal, you can just tell me. Okay. We, we can do it. It's making me wonder, especially early in your marriage when you dealt with grief. Yes. With your children. Mm-hmm. How, okay, so tell us a little bit about that because now I'm thinking all this suppression comes into play. How can you fully? Oh my God. You're taking your cues even for grief yes. from somebody else. Yes. What was that? So, like? yeah, just a little bit of context. Yeah. Um, so, I, I got pregnant probably, I got pregnant in 98. Well, f- um, yes, 98. Um, and I, uh, it was our first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And five months into pregnancy, um, the 22nd day of the month, my daughter Grace was born too early mm-hmm. to live outside of the womb. Mm-hmm. I immediately got pregnant right after that mm-hmm. with my son Caleb. Mm-hmm. December 22nd, that same year, 98, um, we lost Caleb for the exact same reason. So that was a very dark, like I just jumped into this real huge black hole mm-hmm. that had no bottom mm-hmm. and grieving I think I was shocked for a while mm-hmm. and then grief it just became every day you yeah. know woke up with it walk through the day with it but when you when you live with someone who grieves differently mm. like it's okay and you're a suppressor yes you're like oh well, I need to yeah. grieve like that. I need to be. I need to do that, right? Uh, so yeah, it just it was. Um, How different was that for you versus your husband? The way that y'all grieved the loss of those children. He's very um, okay. What's the plan? Mm. How we fix? How it? do we fix it? Yeah. What's next? Let's go to the you know. Let's mm-hmm. do the next thing. Um, and for me, who is a feeler? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, it was hard. 
Yeah, you know, I remember. Yeah, it was really hard. So, am I supposed to be crying? I'm, t- you know. Yeah. Do I not have faith or? Right. Oh. You know what I mean? You seem okay, to be. That is you so seem to good. have faith. Well, maybe I. My Ooh, faith doesn't look like it's listen, supposed to. Listen, how come sometimes we just equate dysfunction with faith? Jesus. Listen, just because this person got a shallow emotional well, yes, <laughs> all of a sudden it feels like faith. And God's like, what are you what talking are you about? Doing? You yes. don't remember me in the garden? You don't remember Moses? You don't like, we feel we deeply. Feel, and so, okay, so this is a convergence, right? Now that I'm look, me looking back on your life, mm-hmm. I remember being there, but I was young and we not married. Remember. And we didn't, we had not experienced stillbirth. Or like, we, we could not, we just were I like had, trying to love you. I didn't you. even know that, that those things happened. I thought, so that's what I'm saying. It's a convergence. A so yes. you have a, you have a idealized understanding of marriage and pregnancy and all these things and you're kind of like a suppressor accommodator Mm -hmm. and like all these things are like converging yes so how man so that would make instead of the grief going through that process of you know being okay it's Mm kind of like this yeah for a very long time for a very long time (sighs) and then that next year we prayed and fasted Mm -hmm. and in 99 mm-hmm. and then got pregnant and had my oldest son joshua, joshua. <laughs> he's so cute y'all west point grad <laughs> okay that's on you girl <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding he's gonna I listen to this podcast right. and he's like no. you told that girl that <laughs> i know <laughs> husband and wife I get right it. right but girl yeah he so he was born in 2000 then uh not too long after that 15 months later i had my daughter eliana She's a fierce. Oh my gosh, she's a force. That's my baby too. She's a force. Mm-hmm. She's gonna change the world. She is. Y'all gonna see on the news. Yeah. She's gonna be marching right somewhere. Be right <laughs> Say something. Say, Say something. something too. Right. She's gonna be in the back like, that's my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Then I had Noah who's sixteen. Um So do um, you feel like you had fully grieved by the time mm-hmm. Joshua when do you think that happened? I don't think I fully grieved until after Eliana was born. Really? Mm-hmm. Because um, I remember a dream I had before I had Eliana and Noah, mm-hmm. I mean Eliana and Joshua. I saw this little boy and a little girl on a bridge mm-hmm. and they were walking towards the water mm-hmm. and I was trying to catch them mm-hmm. and I could not get to them, right? And I woke up, they didn't follow me, I just, I just couldn't get to them, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember watching them walk in the house somewhere and I thought wow I have a boy and a girl yeah then I thought I lost a boy and a girl and then that's when it hit how wonderful they were and active and mommy and all that Mm -hmm. that's when it it got really thick was when they were little because Mm -hmm. I realized the magnitude of what I lost I Mm -hmm. had suppressed it so long Mm -hmm. of course I was grieving I lost babies yeah like that but the magnitude of the loss mm-hmm. was when I had my two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost the 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 blessing yes. really almost created a stirred up the grief Big all grief. over again. Yes, because you had did. now something to compare and think, and yes, it Every, keeps sending you back to those first experiences. Yes, I, I kept. I thought, hmm. I was looking at Eliana's eyes or Joshua's eyes, and I thought, I don't even know the color of what, these what, eyes. Oh. I don't know the sound of their voice. It was silent when they were born, so yeah. I, I thought, I don't even know what their voices sound like. Mm. So it was just, yes, I was so happy and so grateful to the Lord for mm-hmm. the two that I had. It just made me think, oh, I, I miss, I don't, I missed out on a lot. 
Yeah. 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 So every milestone, I would think, I mean, uh, what, what would, you know, Grace look like? Yeah. And what would Caleb look like? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that even though, and I do want to ask you to say something, uh, whatever thought comes to mind for women who are in that space, because I think that's just another aspect of your ministry and, mm-hmm. you know, what you can offer. But as you're thinking about that, I, I think I want to encourage people, too, that sometimes we think the Christian life is very linear, that when you love Jesus, this is how you feel. Yes. And I don't think we understand that we can have, like, deep joy and deep grief at the same time. And, you know, you know, deep disappointment and great hope at the same Like, that's yeah. just, it's who we are. I go back to the garden because even though we see it in the life of many other biblical um, people, Jesus I mean, deep joy. I mean, it was, the Bible says it was for the joy set before him that he endured the, they endured the cross. So he had this joy, but also clearly was like, God, yeah. is there another way? And so I think sometimes we just need to be reminded that you can live in this, you know, kind of du- duplexity or duplicitism, no, duplicitism, negative, whatever. Two places at one time. Let's <laughs> me just go to the simple third grade word. So because I think that can be frustrating and people mm-hmm. start to question their faith. Yes. Oh, I'm too sad or I should be over this by now or I can't shake it off. And I'm like, everything can't be shaken off. Some no. stuff is like you, you have the thorn and the grace the whole time <laughs> at the same time. God is like, I'm not taking this, but you want me to give you, yes. give you some grace and, and that I, grace is going to be good. I remember, I think one of the, the, my vivid memories was when I was, you know, when you, um, go as far as I did in pregnancy, you have to have yeah. labor. So, right, right. Yeah. And so I remember um, praying that, you know, God, you you can do miracles. Like, yeah. we can stop this right now. Like, right. that's all. We don't have to go through all this. We don't have to go through all this. And I think the, the, um, what word am I trying to say? Girl, I'm all okay in my mind. That's um, okay. I had to go to third grade. <laughs> I was trying to be fancy. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, being a, Naive, mm. mm-hmm. just that's the naivete. That's yes, what that, you were thinking the, of. Yes, the naivete, <laughs> right? Not knowing nothing. Yes, thinking that <laughs> I, I was just so elementary. naive that, like yeah. you said, you can have hope and nothing. Things aren't going right. Yeah, like you can pray to the Lord, He not answer. Yeah, but He's still gracious and good. Yeah, and He's still holy. Yeah, and so I, that was a big thing. It's like I'm praying this prayer. I'm going through this. But I know the Lord is with me. I mm. know he's here with me, but he's mm-hmm. not answering me forever. He's still good. He's still faithful. Naive thinking, oh, in a Christian life, you can pray mm-hmm. and, you know, believe. Yeah. And, and then it's it happens. Fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's not, Mm-mm. that's not at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's so good. Because I just, I do think that many of us have something in our lives that we have not grieved well. Yes. And it may be death, it may be rejection, it may be, you know, the altering of a dream. It could be so mm-hmm. many things. I think I don't think we do grief well. And I don't know that as believers we encourage each other to grieve well. You know, we're just yeah. kinda like, You good now? I mean, the first couple of weeks something hard happens, we lose a sibling or lose a child, lose a parent. <clears throat> You know, you're gonna get your meals and your visits yeah. <laughs> and all your phone calls, and then at some point something happens and people are like, oh, "Okay, you still? You well, still I gotta go to. Yeah. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. You still say it?" And they don't want to say it, but if they're not in it, they ha- if they haven't lived it, we do kind of put a subtle pressure, I think, yeah. to say. But the if the Lord is is good, then 
you should be yeah have hope coming out yes have I, hope so i think yeah people need to hear that they need to hear that so um yeah that was amazing by the way just watching you process that in real time and mm-hmm. i remember that was a moment for me going okay lord if this happens to me am i how am i going to handle this you know that was and there's no there's who no can way. know you don't who know who can know yeah. yeah but that was a precious time and i'm glad to have been able to sit next to you yes and it's, it, it was very precious and sweet and yeah. i remember thinking um just really in that moment seeing god's goodness and just him being there mm-hmm. with through my family and friends because mm-hmm. it was just a small number of mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. at that time and everybody was there so that was that was great yeah. to have you know to be yeah. surrounded and loved on mm-hmm. you need community y'all you need yes. Community. yes um yes. okay so your word for your life was really really so now <laughs> we i need to know what okay all these things there's so much story but this point where you are right now what what is making you say this, like what Ooh, i know you like about eight things but just give <laughs> us a couple things um so since covid um i started doing my i started i went to private practice on my mm-hmm. own Mm-hmm. and um, doing that full time and that's been a circus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one it's wonderful to have a full calendar yes and I'm trying to diversify <laughs> <laughs> my business yeah but um, I think it cha- it's been challenging to me in different ways mm-hmm. because um I'm not I'm an I am an introvert I have to go mm-hmm. ahead and just say mm, that you are I am mm-hmm. And I don't want to believe that, but yeah, I am. She is. Um, and so it, it's making me have to ask for things mm. and ask for help. Mm-hmm. And Jada, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm like, girl, call me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's it's putting me in a lot of vulnerable spaces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, it's still the thing where I know the Lord has me here. Mm-hmm. But he ain't saying nothing. Oh. Ugh, the quietness of the Lord. Quiet. You're like, Lord, for real. Really? I really? know. You just want him to speak, like, real quick. Just talk. Just say one good thing. <laughs> Give me something, God. Isn't that, gosh, how do you how do you navigate that? Because I think, so, when you look at your life, or everybody looks at their own life, but you, because we're talking about your story, it seems like that vulnerability, God is just opening it up in so many different areas okay mm-hmm. so marriage not going as expected Mm-mm. career not going as expected but in a good way because career was probably a little more plateauish. Yeah, and then I- all of a sudden listen one crisis over here triggered a whole a different level of calling yes y'all better know that because we we can grieve the hard things in marriage and family but don't miss what comes out of the hard things because there's things you're doing in your career now you would not have done if you were still in what was considered the good place. Yes, yes. It's something in that. It is. But and it's still a lot of vulnerability. It's a lot of vulnerability yeah. and having to be okay with not knowing mm. or not knowing how. Um, I I know that my, my purpose is counseling mm-hmm. and therapy and mm-hmm. sitting with people in hard places mm-hmm. and walking with people. I know that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm really comfortable in that part. Mm-hmm. But when I'm pulled and challenged in other spaces, mm-hmm. that's what I'm not. That's the thing that's killing. Yeah. 
yeah, right? Being stressed. Being yeah. stretched and saying, I don't know how to do that. The Lord, you know, go keep on going, uh-huh. you know. And that, that's that been the hardest because I used to stutter when I was younger. I grew up, uh, I was a stutterer. Really? Yes. <laughs> I stuttered. And that's how the Lord uses me, you know, with my yeah. voice and talking like here on the podcast. So yeah. I get asked to go speak somewhere. Uh-huh. And I have to talk. Yeah. And so I'm very subconscious about that. Uh-huh. And I still stutter. I'm learning yeah. how not to. Uh-huh. Um, my dad used to teach me just use another word. Uh-huh. If you can't say the word, think of another word. And join yeah. It. Uh-huh. So I did that. Calm but, brain um, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But so that's a that's a thing with me. In my counseling, I don't have to worry about that. We're just talking one-on-one. Yeah, but right. if I'm talking on a podcast, a group, yeah. <laughs> on a group of people, I'm You're like, doing great. <laughs> Where are the words? Uh, Where's the word? Yeah. Yeah. So that being I don't think I knew that. Yes. Yes. It's a whole lot of things. Okay. So here's my, here's my thing. Um, how how would you encourage people? Two things. One, when God is silent, Mm. how do you encourage people in that daily, like keep going? And number two, um, how would you encourage people to lean into the vulnerable places? Well, one, I think when the Lord is silent, um, I do spend a lot of time in his word mm-hmm. and I, I do a lot of praying through the day mm-hmm. and asking the Lord, if you're not saying anything, show me what I need to see. Ooh, say that again. Yes. That yes. Say that one saying more time. nothing. Just show me what I need to see. Isn't that something? Yes. So I, I, I'm much more that observant. Is great. Yes. And you know what? I end up talking to people who either start having visions, dreams, things like that, when they think they can't hear from the Lord. And I was like, it's a whole bunch of reasons why we may not be hearing from the Lord. Yeah. But he, that is great. Mm-hmm. He starts to show you what you need to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a word. Y'all need to write that down. Yes. That's good. Yes, yes. So, so staying consistent. It's like staying in his word. Staying consistent, staying in his word, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what was the second the one? The vulnerability. Vulnerability. Right. Right. Because I didn't. Um, Quit. <laughs> How old are you? Fifty three. Fifty three. You're the same age as Lacey. We just did. Uh, I just oh, did really? an episode with her. Huh? Look at these women. If you're not fifty three, look what you have to look forward to. What's happening? <laughs> look, she's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the vulnerability because a lot of us are not comfortable with that. We only want to really. We think that our calling means our sweet spot. And guys Ooh. like, uh, it's probably more a convergence good. of maybe gifting and passion, but that don't mean it's gonna be. But this is what I found out about vulnerability. Tell us. One, vulnerability wasn't meant to be easy. Right. It's, it, just, the, just the thing about vulnerability mm. is it's being vulnerable, yeah. being exposed. Mm-hmm. But vulnerability and intimacy create relationship. Ooh. Right? There's no other way Girl, to have a relationship without that's a good vulnerability old formula. and intimacy. Yeah. So my relationship with the Lord and being vulnerable solicit, solicits mm. this me having to be intimate yeah. with him right like i'm vulnerable I'm like okay lord i don't know how to do this i need you yeah. to so it increases my communication and saying mm-hmm. okay lord i'm just gonna have to trust you yes and, and so it you know it grows my um faith but even in those moments i think as a result of that i have found that he is i'm um, growing me in areas that i didn't think he would mm-hmm. right Isn't it? So i was about to ask to, you what's surprising you about god but yeah yeah yes. like there are things that i am um i didn't realize i was capable of doing yes. um that i'm doing now right uh, y'all hear that yeah and, i love it and it wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be isn't that something right there yeah that's something 
I love it. Mm -hmm. Consistency with the Lord. If you're, if he's not saying anything, ask him what he wants you to see. Yes. And then lean into the vulnerability because that is really what creates relationship with the intimacy. Yes. That's so true because with most of us with the Lord, we're like, but I went to church. Yes. I served. I read my Bible. We should be good. And yeah. he's like, the reason we not Sounded really like good. a wife. Sounded like a bride. Listen. Ugh. Listen. You ain't, we just, all we're doing is talking. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. just talking. Yeah. He's like, but we're not really good because you won't, you won't lean into the vulnerability. Right. Which creates the intimacy, which deepens the relationship. That's right. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Okay, so last question. Okay. Anything on your bucket list that you're just like, okay, it doesn't matter that I haven't done this yet. I still want to do this before I die. Um, I don't think I want to just <laughs> take a nap. No. <laughs> your bucket list really, changes. I, as now, you can go. I really yeah. do want to um, go on a safari in Africa? <gasps> I really do oh, want to do that. Yeah. That's. I really want to do that. Oh yeah. Like up yeah. close, personal. Just up close, just and lions personal, and yeah. zebras. Yeah, maybe I want to go to Nigeria. Okay, I want to go to Kenya. Yes. Yeah, I want to go well, somewhere let me like know. that, and you know, we ride on a. You know, I gotta take. We gotta take Michelle with us. So. Oh goodness, <laughs> we have a friend, y'all. If we go do anything slightly adventurous, she would be like, "What? What'd you do? You hiked a mountain." <laughs> Why you didn't call me? Yeah, exactly. We have to take Yeah, her. I do want to do that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that sounds fun. We got time, girl. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it. We're yeah. going to do it. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here. We're probably going to have to do a part two. I always say that. But I think just where you are in all of this shifting kind of yes. seasons of life, when we think at a certain age or a certain season, we're supposed to be stable. Kids are out of the house, got one left in the house. You think, oh, boom. You're like, no. No. Sometimes God can allow disruption when we think. We should be our most stable. He's like, but good things will come out of that. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm watching you shine, girl. Thank you. I girl. love it. Thank you. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. Thank Yay. you. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure leave a comment, leave a review, share, subscribe, all the things, and we'll catch you next time.